In the name of the Father, and the Son, the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Blessed the fast of St. Mary to uh, all of you. And very happy to see a big number of the youth attending tonight, even though I think some schools started already, but I think mostly college is what I see. But I know that public schools started today, but uh, when I was coming to church today, I was kind of uh, worried that I will find that the attendance has shrunk. But to my surprise, actually, the attendance increased. And to my even bigger surprise, I see that the attendance in the English is pretty good. I want to say that we have almost as many people here as upstairs, maybe even more. But that's, that's an amazing thing. There is no doubt that uh, whether uh, you are old or young, whether you're Arabic or whether you're English, there is no doubt that we all have the love of St. Mary in our heart and she uh, poses a very uh, has a very special place in uh, in the hearts of of all of us especially the orthodox people and especially the coptic orthodox people because we are so fortunate that saint mary has come often and visited us she visited us when she was still in the body on earth uh, when she came along with uh, saint joseph and the child jesus and she stayed in the land of Egypt for three years, visited so many places. And up until today, today uh, miracles are witnessed on almost like, I want to say almost daily basis uh, through her prayers and intercession. I'm not sure if some of you guys followed, but just two days ago, there was a miracle that happened in one of her churches uh, during the Nahada, like just right now, like during the Hashiyan, during the Tamgid. And there's a guy that who had been sitting on a wheelchair, if I remember correctly, for more than seven years. And during the, the, the glorification, uh, he saw her. I think this was a Mosturud. And then all of a sudden he just got up and he started running in the church and everybody was, was so happy. So she poses a very special place in the heart of, of all of us, especially again, as I said, the Coptic church because she visited us during the time of her life here on earth and she stayed in the land of Egypt for three years and even up until now every once in a while she'll come and, and she'll visit us يعني, uh, in one of uh, uh, the churches in, in Egypt who knows, maybe one day she'll come and visit our church here in America too يعني, بس, uh, I don't know if we are worthy يعني, to, uh, for this بس, uh, بس we keep praying Naharda, I want to take the opportunity to speak to you about uh, St. Mary as a model of a spiritual servant. And I will speak about a spiritual servant and what, uh, what is the characteristic or what defines a spiritual service. Uh, and we can kind of like uh, look at this in the life of St. Mary and see how can we learn learn from that now by the way when i say a servant i am not putting uh, i'm not singling uh, a certain category because oftentimes when we say a servant immediately in the city sunday school servant i am not a sunday school servant therefore i am excluded this is not for me this talk is not for me we're all called to be a servant we're all called to serve god we're all called to serve others because this is what he came to do. And he said, just as this, what you see me doing, this is what you ought to do one another. So he came to 
serve us and he says I did not come to be served but to serve and then he later on he asks this is just as I have done unto you you do unto each other so we're all called to be a servant okay so we may need all to be serving okay now there's a very different big difference between a spiritual service and a normal kind of service okay yani masalan I'll give you an example all companies they have something that is called customer service okay now customer service in many cases not in all cases but in many cases is completely the opposite of what a spiritual service is is ought to be in fact a lot of time customer service could be a very much a disservice <laughs> service and customer service oftentimes could be a very frustrating thing okay especially when you have to explain the problem and you're talking 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 and then after you finish talking then somebody replies to you with some accent god knows what country is this person answering you from and then he tries to repeat what you just said and you're having a hard time understanding what he just repeated and then after going through this 20 minutes of torture then uh, he transfer you to somebody who uh, you have to do this with. so you guys get what i'm talking about i'm sure you all called t-mobile i'm sure you've all called <laughs> you've all called you know different different things and you know exactly what i'm talking about okay this is not a sur- the service that i'm kind of talking about okay a uh, customer service or like services like other places they have like uh, 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 departments that is known as a department of uh, social service or khadamat al-amal whatever okay general services like for example when i went to egypt you know a couple of months ago my egyptian id had expired and had been lost so i went to a mall city stars okay so i went to city stars mall and he a big office kid that has like a big thing it says the khadamat al مش عارف بيسموها الشعبه يعني basically they serve the people يعني okay they're supposed to serve the people and then i went there and i kid you that if this guy sitting in in this this if he was given the opportunity to get up and to smack me for asking to remove my id he would have done so because you can tell that this person hates his job he hates his life and he definitely hates me that's for sure okay so and again this is not the kind of service that i'm talking about okay we're talking about spiritual service okay and a spiritual service has a certain attributes that is linked to it awal haga a spiritual service is a service that is driven out of love driven out of love okay meaning what you're not doing it because you're seeking to get credit okay you're not doing it because somebody told you so or because somebody is making you and you're not doing it because you're going to get paid for it okay but you are doing it out of love out of love for who number one is out of love for god and consequently out of love for everyone who has been created in his image and likeness in other words you're doing it out of love for god and you're doing it out of love for people 
You're not doing it because you're seeking a reward. You're not doing it because somebody is asking you to do it. You see someone in need, then you jump at the situation and you do it. Now, the, this, this is very different than what the secular world teaches us, right? What the world is teaches, teaching us is what is in it for me. Okay, you're asking me to do something or you're asking me that I'm supposed to do something. What is in it for me? Am I going to have my picture printed in the front pages of a newspaper and say, here's the hero that saved that person from, you know, under the train or pulled him? No, I'm not doing it because of any of this. I'm doing it because I love God. And out of my love for God, I love his creation, everybody who's created in his image and likeness. Now, if you look at the life of St. Mary, that's exactly what she did, right? First example, in the wedding of Cana of Galilee. In the wedding of Cana of Galilee, she sees the people running out of wine. And then what does she say? She goes to the Lord and says, I have no wine. They have no wine. And somebody else could say, well, it's not any What's what's in it for you? Yani, listen, say, Mary is waiting Ashan to to drink a cup of wine. No, because she felt people are put in a situation. She felt people that are in need, right? Because she sees somebody in need, because she loves them. She loves people, and this is why she jumps in the situation and she tries to do what she can. Okay, she hears that Elizabeth is pregnant in her old age. Then nobody tells her, go and visit Elizabeth, right? But immediately, even though she knows she has just conceived of the son of the most holy, but then she doesn't count that as something that should stop her from serving, and she runs and she goes in. Likewise, we are all called to be servants of God. Oftentimes, you will find yourself faced with situations where you're supposed to step in. But the question is, will you step in? And if you find yourself not stepping in, the next question is, do you really love God, right? Because I asked you, now, do you love God? Everybody's going to raise their hands. Says, yes, I do. I do love God. Do you love others? Yes, I do love others. But then you're going to walk outside of here, and you might find somebody standing at the bus stop that's right in front of our church, not today, today, but on a Sunday morning, you'll find somebody standing right at the bus stop, right outside of church, and it's 110 degrees because we live in lovely Northridge, right? And then you're just gonna pass by this person and pretend that you didn't see him and that you don't know him, okay? Now, if St. Mary was put in this situation, what would she do? She wasn't even driving a car. <laughs> what would she do? You'll find people, you know, in the heart that this morning, this morning I was uh, uh, running an errand near like Pasadena, Burbank. I don't even know what it's called, okay? But I put it in the navigation, and then when I was driving back before I get into the freeway, I see a super king, right? Now, I see super king a lot of times, okay? But I would never go inside super king in the valley, because if I go in Super King in the valley, I will not come out of Super King, okay? Because I will meet 70 Egyptian families in there, and I will be stuck there for three hours. So I'm like, okay, this is, I'm in a new area, nobody knows me, okay? And I am gonna go get what I want and walk out. This is the first time I walk into Super King in over four years, maybe five years, since before COVID, okay, I haven't been. So 
I walked in, and then I walked out, and very excited by, uh, to, and then a big, big shopping cart, right? And then I go and I load the stuff in the car, and just as I'm about to turn and walk away and put the cart back where it belongs, I don't know if you guys do this, ولا بترموها على الرصيف كده والسباط رول and hit other cars. مش عارف يعني بس إيه you're supposed just in case you don't know you're supposed to put your shopping cart back where it belongs. Okay, in case you don't do that. Okay, so I was about to take my shopping cart back and then comes this really old lady and she says to me, I'll take it for you. And then I just looked at her and says, here's here's a woman that is, you know. Filled with the love of God, you know. I didn't, you know, ask anything, you know, what her religion is or anything, but it's definitely somebody that is filled with the spirit of service. That she sees somebody, yeah, and he's sweating, wearing black when it's 100 degrees again, then, and she's trying to help me in whatever way she can, yeah. So, so she did, okay. So we're asked to do the same thing, okay. The, a spiritual servant is a servant that is a loving service servant. Whatever service that you do, do it with love. Please, if you are going to do a service while you're being frown, while you're frowning or being grumpy or whatever, do me and service a favor and stop <laughs> doing that service. Okay, because because then then you're, you're completely giving out the wrong impression, you know, of what a, a, a Christian servant should be. Like, so our haga unna e, unna love, okay? The second thing, the second character, uh, characteristic of a spiritual service. A spiritual service is a service that builds endurance. Endurance, yani e, yani fiha sabr. It has struggle, okay? Nobody said that a spiritual service is an easy service. Nobody said that. Was it easy to wash the feet of others? Is it an easy task? No, not an easy task. I was just visiting Abuna, uh, uh, Abuna Filimun few days ago, okay? And he told me an amazing story that I will never, I will never forget. This is back in 1962, when he had just graduated medical school. Him and a group of friends, they decided to go and visit the monastery. And back then, in order to get to the monastery, you had to take something, and then you get out, and then you walk, and they were visiting the monastery of Historian. And then he says, then after a long, long, long journey, like by evening time or like late, late afternoon, يعني, they got to a Surya monastery. They're so tired, you know, sweating. And as soon as they walked in, one of the monks met them. And then, and then they, they uh, uh, sat down. And then, uh, and then he calls one of, uh, one of the other monks and then, uh, and then uh, the other monk comes to me and says, Abuna Akramtuhum, did you honor them? Did you give them their, their honor? And he says, no, Abuna, I'm about to, I'm about to. And then he says, we, we didn't know what this monk was gonna do, was doing, okay? This was a young, skinny monk with black beard, short black beard, 
right? So this monk, he ran outside, okay? And then he comes with like a big dura, you know, the dura, like a big picture, right? In his hand, and like a bowl, and then a towel, right? And then we don't know what he's about to do, but then the next thing is, is this, this man is, this monk is on the floor and he's taking off our shoes. Okay, come on, you imagine that what the feet looks like. <laughs> They're this long, long journey. And he's washing their feet. And not just washing feet like we do to you guys in, in the La'an, okay? Like uh, with a, like a little towel and we do this. La, 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 la. Washing your feet like scrubbing. <laughs> okay, like, like really, really washing their feet. And he sat and he washed, washed their feet. Well, guess who that monk is? Pope Shenouda. It was, it was Abuna Antonius Suryani, who later on becomes Pope Shenouda. And then, and then Abuna Flamun was sharing the story with me. And he says, for all of my life and all of my service and up until today, it cannot leave my, my memory and my mind that one day the Pope sat on the floor and, and washed, washed my feet. And this gave him the example. This is why he is who he is, right? Okay. This is why Pope Shenouda is who he, he is. And this is why Abuna Flemund is who he is, okay? Because of, of that example, okay? The example of endurance and suffering. This is what a spiritual service is like. Okay, إنما دلوقتي ال service is different. Okay, the service دلوقتي we walk into our class with our iced مش عارف chai latte ولا large مش عارف رابتشينو وإيه وقاعدين كده ورجل على رجل كده ونقول lesson وair condition وجو حر. This is this is the way service is. And if that changes and if it's gonna take me out of my comfort zone, then I don't want it. I don't want it, okay? But this is not what a spiritual service is. St. Mary, as a spiritual, as a model of a spiritual servant, she walked to Elizabeth because this old lady now is pregnant in her old age. And then I said, okay, that's no problem. We can do that too. Yeah, we're going to go visit them and take them a box of chocolate and feel better. Bye-bye. See you, okay? But no, she didn't do that, okay? She didn't go with a box of chocolate, say hello and left, okay? She went and she stayed. She stayed until birth. Until the birth of, of Jean the Baptist. Ah, three months with her, and then she went back. She stayed with her in the period of her pregnancy, of the Samaria's pregnancy, which is known as the first trimester. Okay, the first three months of St. Mary's pregnancy. Now, those of you who have gotten pregnant in the past, not me, but those of you who have gotten <laughs> pregnant in the past, okay, they know what that first trimester is like, okay? It is the hardest, okay? Along with the last one, Yanni Bardu, especially the last one. But that first trimester is the hardest, okay? So she's definitely, definitely outside of her comfort zone, okay? She's not in her household, okay? She is pregnant, she's got a situation going on right now because of 
people might be doubting or thinking, whatever, okay? And she's tired, and Elizabeth is not young, she's old, and Zechariah, yani, he's old, and he's mute too, so he can even say what he wants to, what, what he's suffering from. So there's a lot going on at the same time, okay? But she endured, she endured, right? So you as a servant, you as a servant ought to endure when you are put in situations, when you're asked to do something that takes you out of your comfort zone, do it. If you want to be a good example, okay? So now Haga, it's a service that is driven out of love. It's a service that comes with endurance. And the last thing that I'm going to say, it is a selfless service. Selfless service. Yani, it's a service that has no ego. Yani, no, no ego associated with it. Okay? In other words, you're not the center of the service. Neither are you the goal of the service. Neither are you the purpose or the whatever of the service. But the center of the service is God. The goal of the service is God. The purpose of the service is God. It's not you. Okay, it's not about me. Khalas. It's not about me. Okay. I serve and then all that I will be successful, my service will be successful, is when everybody leaves me and goes to him. John the Baptist. Behold, the one whom you witnessed about is now baptizing and everybody is gone after him. You're making my heart happy. Okay? Because he must increase and I must decrease. And the friend of the bridegroom rejoices at the bridegroom's coming. So now that you told me that, now he came and the bride is with him. I'm holding her by hand to take her to him. Okay? Give, give her to, to her husband. This is my role. That's not, that's not, I, I give her to him. That's my, my goal, okay? So the goal of the servant is not himself. It's a selfless service. St. Mary, in the wedding of Cana of Galilee, when she noticed the situation and she called the servants, come to me. Come to me, I tell you what to do. I tell you what to do. You know what she told them? She told them, do what he tells you. <laughs> this is what you need to do. Do what he tells you. Not what I tell you, do what he tells you, okay? And, and a lot of times we get into this, you know, conflict within ourselves, especially when we find that we were mistaken. Yeah, no, a servant doesn't make a mistake, okay? Like a servant, ego takes But I said so. I said, You said so, but it was wrong, okay? It's okay. It's okay to correct. It's okay to apologize. It's okay to surrender. It's okay to submit. It's okay 
to hand over, to hand over. Hand over is a big problem. I tell you, it's a big problem in our church, okay? Not St. Athanasius, I don't mean St. Athanasius specifically, but, but it's a big problem in the church in general. What? Is a lot of times when a servant serves, I don't want to say the word establish, because we don't establish anything, okay? God is the one that establishes, okay? But when a servant serves in a specific field, he takes ownership of that field or that service. To step into this service, I will shoot him. This is my territory. This is my cabinet. Okay. Or this is my storage. Or this is my closet. Or this is my mishaat. Or this is my tonya, or this is my, yeah, I know my, you have nothing. <laughs> this is not yours, well, mine. This is, this is God's. This is everything is God's. It's not mine, okay? So pull the ego outside, you'll be a successful servant, okay? Endure, you'll be a successful servant. Love, you'll be a successful servant because this is, not successful, spiritual, okay? Love and you'll be a spiritual servant because this is what St. Mary did and this is why she modeled for us a good spiritual servant. May God help us through her prayers and intercession and glory be to God forever. Amen.